Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and not the sharpest pencil in the box, but merciless in battle, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher and pirate with a sword, Dr. Kelly Jones. And we're here today to talk about Angel Season 3, Episodes 7 and 8, Offspring and Quickening, both of which are watchers. You think this is over? Watch and learn, rookie. And let's raise the stakes. In Offspring, we start with a flashback of Holtz torturing Angelus until Darla shows up with a rescue team and saves him. Then we cut to a bus in L.A. pulling to a stop with many dead passengers and a very pregnant Darla because apparently if you scream while being bitten by a vampire in the back of a bus in L.A., no one can hear you. Meanwhile, Team Angel are searching for a mystical scroll because, hey, there's a prophecy in play and it might be the end of the world again. <laughs> Wes and Gunn do a little B&E to steal the Nyasian scrolls and Fred tries to calculate the arrival of Armageddon, but then everyone gets distracted by the arrival of Darla, pregnant with Angel's child. Cordelia takes care of Darla, who repays Cordy's kindness by biting her and then running away to the local Chuck E. Cheese in search of some young victims. Angel goes after her, and as they're fighting, Angel hears the baby's heartbeat and realizes that the baby has a soul. Offspring aired on November 5th, 2001. It was directed by Turi Meyer and written by David Greenwald. All right, so Dr. Jones, on a scale of zero at stake this to six at lost your soul, where are you with Offspring? So I gave this a three. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a generous three, yeah. but I like the snark in this episode so much. And <laughs> I'm intrigued by the pregnant Darla storyline and by Sajon, but it drives me crazy that there's no good explanation for Darla's pregnancy and Angel's reaction to Darla makes me want to punch him. Mm-hmm. But between the two episodes, I liked Offspring better than Quickening, so I gave it a three. Yeah, I don't know. Between these two episodes... Neither one of them is really good for me. This one is a two. I mean, there are things that I love in this episode, like the big reappearance of pregnant Darla, which is always fun. Uh, The realization that the baby has a soul and just everything Fred. But aside from that, this episode is haphazard and totally unfocused. Structurally, it is a mess. Mm -hmm. We open with a pointless Holtz flashback, then kind of fart around for another 15 minutes until Darla finally shows up. And then our big moment, the realization that the baby has a heartbeat and a soul, happens at 35 minutes. And then we finish up with Holtz rising. This episode cannot focus. And as kind of tropey as Sajan is with the irony of his modern affectation smashing into his clearly ancient slash otherworldly existence. I mean, I like him, but overall, this episode does not delight me. Yeah, me too. This is one you got to watch. But yeah, because it's it not... moves that story forward, but it's not yeah. good. No, it's really not. It's not good. All right. So did you have any moments of perfect happiness? I did. I really loved Gunn and Wes breaking in to that. What was it? Like a wizard collector? I don't know whose house this was. I don't know. Yeah. Some dude (laughs) who had a lot of magic stuff. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Um, And I liked Mm -hmm. the way that they were both playing off of each other and the way Mm -hmm. that they played the wizard collector dude. Um, Yeah. 
I loved gun juggling, but I, I did. I, I love that too. I really wanted that glass jar that was filled with powder to be eye cane powder. Like I wanted right. that. I wanted that so bad from the Princess Bride. Yes. Right. It would have been perfect if I Leslie spent years earning an immunity. Yes. To cane powder. Yes. If Leslie had just grinned at the screen and been like, I "Oh my god, years. I put a little in my tea." And every especially night. Wesley. <laughs> yes. Right? Wesley. Wesley. Yes. It's all the same. Sure. It would have been. It would have been so great. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah, get no, it. it was it was a little <laughs> bit much. And the thing is that as much as I loved this scene in the end, it didn't mean anything. That guy didn't mean anything. Yeah. Getting the Niazian scrolls was just they could have just come in having the Niazian scrolls from wherever they got it, and it wouldn't have been a thing. It was fun in the moment, but narratively in the big picture, it didn't really do anything. No, and I like I don't know maybe <laughs> if I forgot something or mm-hmm. if I was drinking wine when I watched this episode. <laughs> I don't know. But I was confused about the Nysian scrolls and the prophecy. And I'm like, what exactly triggered the warning about the end? Like, why mm-hmm. are they suddenly after these scrolls again? I felt like I missed something or I dropped a plot line somewhere. Yeah. No, they just they needed the scrolls because they had to figure out what was going on with what. I don't even. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. So it was a mess. It was mm-hmm. a mess. Just and that mess. was before Darla came back. So it's not yeah. like they even knew that they had to get it for Darla. No, it was all just, it's all kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, other things that I loved. I love Fred. Yeah. I love Fred and everything. Um, I love her enthusiasm for the Angel and Cordy ship. She is completely on board. And I mean... I lack enthusiasm for that pairing. I always have. I like Angel and Cordy as friends. But, you know, I mean, like, if he loves her and I love him, then I want her for him. But it never really felt right. Mm-hmm. I ship them soon. There's something okay. that has mm-hmm. to happen first. Mm-hmm. And then I ship them hard. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm on the boarding plank of the sexual mm-hmm. tension ship with the two of yeah. them. Yeah. So I do enjoy it. No, I, I understand that. But um, but Fred, I love her enthusiasm for it. I love the chiromption and the Moira. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, it's also a kind of grog made out of ox dung, but that's archaic. And I love Fred. Mm-hmm. I love her in everything she is and everything she does. She's just fantastic. Um, and then when Wesley comes down, you know, into the basement and he's, you know, and, and Angel is yelling at Fred and he says, I think Fred's been through enough recently without people shouting at her. It's so sad because of course we're referencing what Wesley did to her and Billy. And I mean, that was really tough. It was really nice. You know, um, I like Fred, uh, figuring out all the math for everything Mm -hmm. and standing up for herself when Angel snaps at her, she's kind of coming into her own now that she's faced her parents and she's kind of like integrated all of that trauma so I think that that's been really good um so I mean I like when they're having the discussion of the Shanshu you know and that Angel might be an ordinary man Angel's listening to all of that while he's talking to Cordy and then there's that whole oh are you trying to tell me you love me you love me I love you we love you and then everybody else we love (laughs) Love you Angel (laughs) you know I mean it's kind of sweet and I I like it because he likes Cordy and I want Cordy for him because he likes her but honestly I mean I ship everything you know me as soon Mm -hmm. as there's romantic anything anywhere I ship it 100% yeah um but I'm just 
I'm not really there. Well, I can't get into why I ship them without spoiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say I have future reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I cannot enough. describe right now. But I did love, I loved when they were talking about Angel becoming human again. Yeah. And Fred asked, well, what do we do? Like mm-hmm. if, if he was restored to human. And Cordelia said, I'd buy him a plaid shirt and take him to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it just delighted me to no end. And yeah. I really loved when Angel and Cordelia were sparring and she punched him like hard mm-hmm. in the face. Mm-hmm. And he smiled at her, but then he turned around and he was like, ow. I know. (laughs) I like that she's getting tough. I I like that she is learning how to fight. I love all of that. And it's it's really adorable to me that after so many years of life Mm -hmm. and afterlife, Angel Mm -hmm. is still terrible at flirting. (laughs) And (laughs) he was like trying to talk to her. Cordelia's like, has has someone been putting vodka in your blood? So cute. It was so cute. Yeah. You know, and I do like, like at the beginning of my Cordy Angel ship was Mm -hmm. when he was, they were kind of talking about how well they know each other. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and she's like, I know the good and the bad of you and the good outweighs the bad. And like, I like that because she's not pretending he's someone that he's not. Right. Mm -hmm. And it delights me to see Angel crush on a girl who is not blonde. Right. (laughs) alone makes it me is happy nice. yeah you see him go a little outside of his type uh-huh. yeah you know but, and that makes it a little better yeah yeah but nothing is easy in the Wheaton verse especially love so hello complication that name is pregnant darla <laughs> exactly and then we've got darla you know i mean darla walking in hello lover yes. like julie benz <laughs> can eat scenery like nobody oh I mean, gosh she is she's so great and they they were just coming off of that we love you we love you you yeah. know thing and Cordy's mm-hmm. like what are friends for and Darla says if you ask me they're for knocking you up and leaving you high and dry <laughs> no. like, oh my god I love this woman it is so great it's you know so great. and then Cordy's sense of betrayal, mm-hmm. you know, from from Angel. She says, did you or did you not look me in the eye and say you would never do a thing like this with her? And Darla's like, oh, he lied. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cordy, you know, you just went male, you know. And I mean, God, it is so it's so hard because, I mean, you know, in Angel's defense, He and Darla were fucking for like 150 years without her getting pregnant. It's impossible for vampires to get pregnant. She ran off. You know, he didn't know where she was. It didn't occur to him that she could possibly be pregnant. I mean, yeah, he lied to everybody about what happened between him and Darla. And there is that. But overall, like... He found out she was pregnant and he stepped up as soon as he could. And there was all that. So I don't know. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I understand. I understand Cordy being upset that he lied to her. Yeah. I think that that's a big thing. But he didn't know, A, that Darla could get pregnant. That was even a possibility. Yeah. And also that she was pregnant. I mean, he didn't know. Yeah. And I I don't get mad at him for that. His reaction, Mm -hmm. though, I'm going to stake in a little bit. Uh, Oh, yeah. But I think it was because Cordy asked him to his face. You know, mm-hmm. did you yeah. have sex with Darlin? He's and and not, you know, he didn't try to table the discussion. It was, you know, you yeah. know, I would never do a thing like that. So right. he, he was lying and gaslighting yeah. at the same time. 
That's um, not good. But of all the reactions, Fred was mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. Because she's like, okay, this woman is blonde and she used to be dead. And I right. think that her name is Buffy, but I'm really confused. Uh. And <laughs> she has good. She's like, do you have a chart or something? And Gun is like, yeah, in the files. I'll get it yeah, for the you files. later. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you know Wesley wrote that shit down. <laughs> oh, sure you do. It was so great. The man was trained as a watcher to keep diaries. Yes. Yeah. So oh my god. That part really, really cracked me up. And I and I really did like Cordelia's empathy for Darla. Yeah. Because she mm-hmm. knows what she's going through. Yeah. You know? you know, she starts talking about when she was pregnant and what her experience was like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that that was really nice, you know. And then, you know, she says she looks so helpless like a mother, like after Darla bit her. Yeah. And I was like, mm, mothers are not helpless. No. <laughs> mothers are the first, yeah. furthest thing from helpless. Especially not pregnant Darla. And I like this. Especially not, She's yeah. as strong and fast and vicious as she ever yeah. was, you know, maybe mm-hmm. more so. I um, like that too. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's all good. And I like that moment where Angel realizes the baby has a soul, yeah. you know, because that just changes everything. I mean, he is about to stake her. She is at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew there was a reason I didn't like going to Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't know why no, until this Chuck episode. E. Cheese is the worst, it's which the is the worst. reason why you don't like to go there. Yes. Um, but, you know, at this at this kind of like off-brand Chuck E. Cheese, you know, <laughs> she's grabbing like... this little kid. And he's about to kill her. And then he has this realization, you know, the kid has a soul. Yeah. I mean, that's a powerful moment. It is. And it really made me want to reverse the mm-hmm. titles of these two episodes. Yeah. Because, you know, quickening is like the first time a baby kicks in utero it has already happened here. But that heartbeat mm-hmm. soul thing is like the vampire supernatural metaphor for life. Yeah. This baby's human or some version of human. And that, you know, that moment changes everything. And yeah. quickening is such a great word mm-hmm. that I just, I really wanted to swap. Yeah. The two titles. Um, no, I can definitely understand that. Yeah. But then I did get some really, you know, I got some love from Lorne and from Caritas like I always do. Mm-hmm. Of because course. we're finally getting the the Furies to include human violence in the Sanctuary spell. Thank you. Yeah, so we're learning <laughs> from our mistakes here, which is uh-huh. great. And uh, I love when Cordy comes in and sees the Furies, and she says, you girls are on the pill, I hope. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the best. I love that moment where they're like, mm, mm, angel. angel. <laughs> I hope you guys are on the pill. <laughs> so funny and i like lorne you know yeah. talking about fred like i like her so much and i was like oh yeah. so do i lorne oh, it was really I great i know it's so sweet yeah and i even got a couple of happy moments from um Sajan mm-hmm. because he like the cigarette smoking welcome to the 21st century thing yeah he's kind of a fun villain but mostly yeah. I really want someone to stand over my bed in the morning and throw magic powder on me and say, arise, arise. (laughs) I know it would be fantastic. It would be so much fun. (laughs) You know, I like Sajan at first. I think by the next episode, 
Um, he he wears on me a little bit, yeah. but I mean, I like that. I like that contrast. You mm-hmm. know, you get this sense of you know he's a old timey demon, and yet he's you know smoking cigarettes and being very modern. And so I kind of I like that irony, but it's a little bit too much by the time we get to the next episode. Um, but but I mean, you know, I like him well enough he's mm-hmm. fun i i feel bad for lorne yeah you know poor guy is constantly <laughs> trying to fix up caritas like always <laughs> this place is just never gonna go i love the bus driver who's like uh yeah we got a code 12 on the 5-8 line i'm like do you actually have so many vampire attacks that that's like an, a code yeah. that you have but like how did that dude not hear anything i was like he he looks behind him and I everybody's guess if you're dead. Driving. I, I guess I, if you're driving and she's quiet enough, but you think that the other ones would yell, would yell? while she was attacking like, the first one. Yeah, I, I don't know. Unless she started at the back and worked her way up and was like super mm-hmm. stealthy. I'm like, okay, maybe he was listening to a really good podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's entirely possible. He might have been listening to Still. He might have been listening to Still Dead. He might have been. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> okay, nobody noticed that she killed 14 right. people on this bus. Awesome. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Kelly Jones, what are you ready to stake in this episode? Okay. Well, my first one made me laugh so hard because all I wrote in my notes was, oh, we open with a flashback. Lonnie will love this. (laughs) (laughs) And in my notes, this section is the goddamn flashbacks. (laughs) So, I'm going to let you stake. Look. I get it. We need to see Holtz because he comes back at the end. But this episode is such a mess. An opening with this stupid scene in the beginning that has nothing narratively to do with anything. I mean, show Holtz after he's lost Angelus and he's insane with vengeance and desperate that his life has no meaning without that vengeance. Something that hints at what's to come without giving it away. Fine. But we already know what Angelus and Darla did to his family. Like, we get it, you know? And I mean, I like like Holtz as an antagonist, as an antagonist, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. These pointless freaking flashbacks <laughs> are driving me crazy. And then, he, you know, we have this whole thing where he's like, my only desire here is to discover if a thing such as yourself can be made to pay for its sins. And I'm like, all right, fine. We get it. Like we've been here before. We have seen this scene in one form or another at various times throughout this. We don't need to be here again, you know? Yeah. And then we have Darla's big dramatic rescue mission, you know, and then they leave without killing Holtz. And she says, it's just so much fun ruining his life. He's like family now. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. (laughs) I don't even, I don't even even care. So I think the narrative purpose is mm-hmm. to have David Boreanaz with his shirt off and his hands mm-hmm. tied over his head for extended periods of time. <laughs> that's that's the narrative theory. From so that which makes I'm it work pulling. for you, huh? No, actually, I thought it was really bad. And I like <laughs> flashbacks, but I'm like, yes, 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 we get it. Holtz is destroyed. Angels an we evil know. creature. We got. I got it. I'm. I got and it. And I mean, there's this whole thing because we bring Holtz back at the end, so they want to make sure that everybody knows who Holtz is. Right. But. You know, if you're going to do flashbacks, do a narrative in the flashbacks to justify and pay for the flashbacks. Otherwise, it's just stupid. And also, if you are a supremely evil vampire and there Mm -hmm. is a guy that is complicating your life and keeps kidnapping one or the other of you, kill him and be done. 
Right. Right. I mean, like, come on. You already killed his family. Like, it's he's like family now. No, no. you've got to give us a better explanation than that. Right. Like, come for on. keeping this guy alive. Turn him into a vampire. Truly piss him off. But exactly. But just. Get, get if they had turned him into a vampire and he was a vampire all this time and right? just wanted to get his vengeance on them, that would have been even more interesting. That would have been really cool, actually. That would have been really cool. Especially if they had turned him and, like, he had still held on to his faith. Right. If he had, like, stubbornly yeah. held on to something of his old self because he refuses to be evil. Yeah. You know, I mean, that would have been really interesting. It would have been. But this whole thing and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it it, was I'm just, just... I'm, I like Holtz as an antagonist. I think that this is great, you know, but it just the way that they're telling this, the way that they're doing these flashbacks, it is just so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was just all over the place. And but the thing yeah. that I wanted to stake most was Angel's mm-hmm. reaction to Darla's pregnancy. Because oh, first yeah. of all, she comes in clearly nine months pregnant. And, yeah. and Angel and Wesley both stand there in front of her and her moving, kicking belly yeah. to mansplain how pregnancy is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. Both of you, yep. shut up. I know. And if, if I had been there in that position and Angel had suggested it was a hysterical pregnancy, I would have staked him. Yeah. Like, that would be it. Yeah. It would be the end of the show. Yeah. He's, he would be dead. And <laughs> Well, I, I mean, she says, do you want to feel it kick? Yeah. Like, can you not trust her? Right. No, we can't believe a woman. No. How would a woman know she's pregnant? Right. And, and How would that ever work? Because that would be so much fun for Darla. Like, right, what the hell? Exactly. But like, yeah, and it seriously. and it really bothered me that like we're seeing Angel kind of crush on Cordelia, and that's cute. Mm-hmm. But like, Angel, I know you're all enamored with Cordy right now, but you might try caring about the woman you knocked up. Right, and I mean that's one thing that it didn't occur to Angel, right, that she could have gotten pregnant because, of course, why would that even occur to him? You know, I mean, like I understand all of that and I sympathize with all of that, but right now she's in front of you, she's knocked up. It's clearly you yeah. who knocked her up, so you know, just move forward with it. I mean, it's not like the world has not thrown Angel a couple of <laughs> sideballs from time to time, right? You know, like he understands, yeah, you know. But, so, yeah. but when he asked Lorne, how is she? And Lorne is telling him about Darla. And he's like, no, no, no. I meant Cordelia. I was like, I really want to punch him in this yeah. moment. Um, yeah. And then they all leave Cordelia in a bedroom alone with a pregnant, grumpy vampire. Right. And nobody thinks, oh, this is Darla. Right. Darla might bite her. Like, maybe this is a bad what idea. What the hell? I know. And then later, it's Cordy who's like, well, I forgot who she was. Um, okay. But Angel has known this woman for a really right? long time. Right? She's a vampire. You know, I mean, I know that Cordy was all like, you know, protecting Darla. And there was that whole thing. And then she was like, oh, you know, she just seemed like a mother so helpless. And I'm like, mothers are not helpless, first of all. Mm-mm. <laughs> mothers are vicious do not get in between <laughs> yes. a mother and whatever it is that she's after because damn yeah. that is not going to turn out that, well for you now if um, if they yeah. had had darla bite her and then like on her way out run through angel's kitchen and grab that bottle of peanut butter that we all know is right there oh! that would have delighted uh, me to know that would have been fantastic <laughs> that would have been great 
And then when we get to the fight at the end, like, I know mm-hmm. Darla is still as tough and vicious and all of that, but I right. can't mm-hmm. stand watching Angel hit her yeah. without any care for what might happen to the baby. Like, yeah. because he doesn't know yet what that baby is. Right. And it just bothered me. I was like, oh, yeah, I no, know. it's tough. It is really it tough. It is. It's tough. And, and then for just like a dumb thing, I mean, I love sexual innuendo as much as the next girl, mm-hmm. but that awkward bullshit with Cordelia and Angel sparring when she's like, I don't been there. That doesn't <laughs> feel natural. I'm like, bitch, please. Come on. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, ugh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. they were working that a little hard. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you got for research mode, baby? Okay. So we'll start with the most obvious question. Uh, seriously, how is Darla pregnant at all? And right. how is Darla? We come down what? to this whole, like, it's meant to be and it's the prophecy or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's It all seems really out of left field. It's just crazy. And there's no explanation for it whatsoever. Yeah. And... Is the soul an inheritable trait? Like, mm-hmm. is it on the chromosome that also determines eye color or something? I don't, I don't know. The whole thing was just bizarre to me. So yeah, I was texting Noelle earlier about this episode, you know, telling her we were getting ready for Still Dead. She's like, oh, what mm-hmm. happens? And I'm like, well, Darla's pregnant. And she's like, oh, she's like, what? She said, how, how did that happen? So I wrote right. a little bedtime story version of this <laughs> that goes like this. When two wild plot ideas love each other very, very much, (laughs) and he puts his plot device in her plot hole, and their lovemaking shakes the very rules of the story world, then a human baby can be born to two vampires. I love it. I think you're absolutely right. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous plot twist ever. Yes. It's just so bad. But then my last real research question was, no, it's not my last. Mm -hmm. My last about Darla. Yes. Why would the baby having a soul make Darla want to bite children? Because the the purity, right? I I guess. What? I I don't don't know. know. I mean, that was what we were given is that because because purity is basically, (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know. I don't. That, that really like. So the big sense that I get from purity in this world is it's generally uh-huh. a bad thing to have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this is not goals. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's kind of nuts. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I don't quite understand it. Yeah, me but, too. You know. So then my last question was: Okay, this this apocalypse countdown. That Fred's calculating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is that thing Holtz or is it the baby or is it both? Like one of them is triggering right. the other and it's the connection. Because they were like the Troclon is coming, yeah. but then we're not really sure. But then it's here now and yeah. Yeah. So I don't, like would one of those things have been disastrous on its own mm-hmm. or did they both have to happen at the same time? I don't know. Because they were like a troclon is a series of events. Right? But a series is more than two. And we're yeah. getting to I, I I don't know, man. I'm just like, okay, the logic is too fuzzy. We're just gonna roll with it. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't it, know. I don't it like it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. So on that very confused note, I will brood. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> so Offspring is a messy episode, and it's really not that great. But it's a mm-hmm. watcher because Darla is pregnant, and the baby is human and has a soul. And this is information that you need to follow the rest of the Angel storyline. Yes, and on that question, we're going to move on to Quickening. In Quickening, we get the backstory for Holtz, the vampire hunter with Yen for vengeance after Angelus and Darla killed his family. In the modern day, a very pregnant Darla is feeling the pull of the soul inside her. While Wolfram and Hart tries to figure out what the hell is going on, every vampire cult in the world appears to be onto the Miracle Child, and they attack while Angel and the gang tries to get an ultrasound going on to see what's inside of Darla. Although she's in labor, so it doesn't look like it'll be long before we all find out. As they escape the cultists, Angel runs into the Hyperion to get the scrolls, only to find the dead bodies of Wolfram Hart's goons who came to get Darla and the baby. Holt steps out of the shadows to confront Angelus, and outside in the alley, Darla's water breaks and labor begins. Quickening aired on November 12, 2001. It was directed by Skip Skolnick and written by Jeffrey Bell. All right. So, Dr. Jones, on a scale of zero at stake this to six at lost your soul, where are you with this episode? I gave this a two. Um, This episode has too much going on. There are too Mm -hmm. many players and too little connections, and it feels like everyone is showing up to put dibs on a baby that no one was supposed to know about in the first place. (laughs) And everything is kind of janky, and it makes no sense. Absolutely. I gave it a two as well. I mean, while this is structured maybe a little bit better than Offspring. It's only by a little bit. And the absurdist jokes, this press three to worship Master Tarfall thing, Linwood's talking about Berlin, Singapore, and Muncie, and the weird demon doctor with the chicken feet. (laughs) I mean, these are just stupid. (laughs) So it feels like we're just killing time for an episode where we do actually very little to move things forward, but... Because Darla goes into labor, because we have to get a sense of why she's in the alley, you know, this was made a watcher and ugh, good. <laughs> I think Weird Demon Doctor with Chicken Feet should be the title of this episode. <laughs> no, seriously. What is up with the Weird Demon Doctor with the Chicken Feet? I mean, feet? he is, yeah, he's the worst. Oh my God. No, it's all, it's all really bad. All right. So let's see if we have any moments of perfect happiness. I mean, I had a little bit, I have Darla. Mm Darla is always fun. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, it was kind of fun. Darla and Angel reminiscing about their time together when she's like, you're the one who came in here. All the world's a cold and lonely place. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that moment where Angel's laying down the lawn. He's like, now, if anybody has a problem with that, they should leave now. And Darla tries to leave. And she's like, like, not you. Oh, my God. It is all adorable. And that moment where Darla's like, I want it out now. And I'm like, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Third trimester was basically just that for me. Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, there was a lot of, there was some fun stuff in this i mean i like darla yeah you know was there anything about darla that you really enjoyed i did i liked when they were at the hospital and at first she's cool with the vampire cult killing everybody but then she realizes they're gonna kill her and she kind of jumps up she's like okay i'm in (laughs) right she was a little switzerland there for a while and then she's like okay fine if they're gonna kill me right (laughs) 
was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, Darla's, Darla's kind of adorable, so she's always fun. Yeah. Um, I always love Lila. Yes. I mean, even in a bad episode, I love Lila. Mm-hmm. I love that moment where she's pushing Cyril up against the wall. Yeah. And she's like, and who are we allied against, you and I? Who is this common foe? <laughs> and it's so funny because that language is not typical Lila language. Mm-hmm. But yet when she says it, I believe it. I mean, Stephanie Romanoff can pull stuff off. Yeah, she really, really can. And I love yeah. when she told that kid, she's like, if you don't tell me right now, I'm going to have your skin peeled off and stapled back on inside <laughs> out. <laughs> she is the best. She is the best. She is awesome. <laughs> and I love that we see her signing contracts in blood. Oh, sure. You know, like she's yeah. she's spot on That's serious it's serious business i mean i love gavin yeah gavin's always fun i love daniel day kim he's down there with all of his transcripts you know for all of the video work that's been going on um it's been it was really fun to kind of see him you know sort of giving her a run for her money oh yeah absolutely but i like when she told him you know you think this is over watch and learn rookie like i just (laughs) she is always going to find a way to best gavin and i love that wolferman hart has a human resources and a demon resources and a demon (laughs) resources Of course it does. (laughs) Of course it does. Um, The other thing I really liked in this episode was basically Fred. Uh You know, it's it's just the women. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Pretty much. I love Fred's enthusiasm for Wesley's method of translation. Mm-hmm. So they're about to talk about what's in the scrolls. And she's like, well, Wesley did this. And, you know, <laughs> it was so adorable. I love the whole thing. And then there's that moment where she's threatening to kill Darla, mm-hmm. you know, and the baby. <laughs> And then she tells Darla, of course, I'm not going to actually kill you. And she's like, vampires have excellent hearing. And well, and I was like, apart. in my notes, yeah. I'm like, when are they going to teach Fred how vampires work? Exactly. Because she needs this information. <laughs> like, I know. They can't. They, they're not telling her the basics. I'm like, give that girl exactly. the Vampire 101 book. She can take it from there. But exactly, because <laughs> she was right on. I mean, that yeah. was a good strategy yeah, for her. It was. And I really mm-hmm. liked um, Sajan to Holtz. He's like, you vengeful mm-hmm. types aren't really good at playing with others, are you? Right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it just tickled me so much. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he was a rogue demon hunter. <laughs> yes. And I liked when um, Holtz and the evil doctor and the SWAT team. Now, actually, I didn't like that because there's just too damn many people. But they're all Mm -hmm. waiting on Angel. And and then the the guy from Wolfram and Hart is watching on camera. And he's like, who is this pirate with a sword? And what is he doing in the middle of my operation? (laughs) It was pretty cute. It was cute. But there were so many opportunities for Princess Bride jokes in both of these episodes. And I'm just oh my God, sad seriously. that we didn't get them. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We should have completely taken advantage of that. All right. So um, in Stake This, mm-hmm. I have to say, as much as I I do like Sajan, mm-hmm. and I, I do in a lot of ways, um, after a while... He gets really irritating for me. I mean, it's it's basically like, you know, he is this irony smash made human, you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's got this. He's like, you know, I'm a demon who smokes and I make pop culture references. <laughs> and, you know, 
I don't know. It just makes him feel less real to me mm-hmm. and like less of a threat. You know, and when he's making these jokes, oh, I've had a little work done, mostly around the eyes, you know, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't really work for me. And then there's that moment where Holt says, you know, you're not human. And he says, but clearly masculine. You get that, right? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't, he becomes less entertaining the more time I spend with him, less threatening, less interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think about Saja? I still like him, but I haven't mm-hmm. watched these episodes as many times through as yeah. I have some of the others. Um, mm-hmm. So some of his humor is still kind of fresh to me. And I, I do mm-hmm. have a soft spot for the actor. So yeah. when we have his street face and his human face and he's got that long ponytail, yeah. he's kind of cute. Um, he is kind of cute. I actually just did an episode. We just did phases over on Still Pretty, mm-hmm. and this guy, this actor, played Kane. Oh the, yeah! Uh, oh god, he was such an hunter. asshole as Kane. I forgot. Yeah, you know. So it's funny because, like, I probably would never have made that Me connection neither. because the time span is so different between the two. Yeah. But you know, I'm in season two of Buffy, and now, of course, in season three of Angel, right. which is equivalent to season six of Buffy. Right. You know, I mean, th- that's a pretty far spread. And so when I saw him, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I that's Kane. I just talked yeah. about him last week. I didn't yeah. even make that connection. And Kane is such an asshole. Um, he is such an asshole. He is. But I mean, I like Sajan. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of Sajan. Yeah. I like the concept of Sajan. There's some stuff that I like, but overall. Maybe he's just I not mean, aging. It just, it's that a bit well. much for me. Yeah. 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 It's a bit much for me. I mean, it's just, it's too much gimmick and not enough real character mm-hmm. for me with him. Yeah. 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 And he's not really doing much in the way of evil he's just bringing holtz forward he just brings holtz back yeah yeah and and shows him a bunch of videos yeah and do you kind of ever (laughs) in the dungeon i like that the dungeon is lit by torches and yet we have (laughs) tv i think spike (laughs) even set that up for him so he could watch soap operas but like why doesn't sajan just kill angel and darla himself i don't know well, he's not he's not corporeal in this universe at this point. So, I mean, I guess he needs, he a needs puppet, but holds to do that for him. I mean, but... I think you could bribe an intern at Wolfram and Hart and get it done on the cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. No, I think you could. I think there are lots of ways easier than bringing a vengeful vampire hunter <laughs> two hundred years into the future. You know, there there are simpler methods to getting where you got to go. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It all seems a little bit ridiculous to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that, though. Yeah. And another thing I needed to stake is just everything Wolferman Hart in this episode. <laughs> I mean, we've got Cyril the Kiss-Ass, uh-huh. you know. And I mean, I'm glad that somebody got the tape of Lila and Angel oh, yeah. because I want to watch that over and over again yes, just for myself. Absolutely. That was adorable. <laughs> um, we don't want to just let that go without commenting on it because it's pretty good. Um, you know, then we've got Linwood like whining about Darla, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. I don't care. Um, we have this like ridiculousness, this this absurdity that's going on where Cyril is, you know, calling the number and they're like, oh, for one, leave a message for Mary. <laughs> for two, leave a message for Harold. For three, to speak to or worship Master Tarfall, you know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Okay, don't hate me, but that makes me laugh every time. 
No, I mean, it's not that it's not funny, but it's so absurdist. Yeah. You know, and it just like kicks you out of the world. And then we have this moment with Linwood where he's like, if they've heard about this in Berlin, Singapore and Muncie can't be far behind. I'm like, you know, obviously Berlin, Singapore and Muncie, you know, one of these things is not like the other, but it's just getting so absurd. The whole thing gradually as we go. And so like the Wolferman Hart stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I did not care. No, and I, I mean, I love Lila, yeah. but aside from that, and I love Gavin, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it should be Lila and Gavin's fight. It should just yeah, be between the absolutely. two of them. And and mm-hmm. I titled my next section of things to stake as like too much yes. raising of stakes because yes. like we have a tactical team at the hotel and we have the chicken mm-hmm. feet scary doctor and we have Holt yes. and we have Wolfram and Hart. And like this mm-hmm. is something I've noticed that bothers me in a lot of stories is we can't just have mm-hmm. one thing going wrong or one bad guy showing up. We have to have 10 things going wrong one after the other and a mm-hmm. dozen bad guys showing up. And it's overwhelming and it gets annoying. And, like, I understand yeah. you have to raise the tension and raise the stakes. And, right. But mm-hmm. what do you call it when there's just too much? Yeah. No, it gets overwhelming after a while. And then we're spending all of this time and energy on these conflict lines that don't add anything to what's going right. on. You know? And we have all this ridiculous, like, all of these vampire cults and everybody, you know, who wants this baby. And it just... Like, first of all, you know, for all of the scrolls and everything that everybody's had access to, we never ran across this prophecy. Yeah. It it fell in the plot hole. Everybody else knows about it. I mean, have you been on, I don't know, did you go to Reddit? Or I guess this is 2001. Did you go to Usenet? Like, demons, demons, demons.com. Demons, demons, demons.com is a thing. You couldn't have found this information somewhere. Everybody else knows about it, but none of you people do. Like, it's all just ridiculous. Yeah. It was, it's just dumb. It's just really all dumb. All right. Which brings us into research mm-hmm. mode, right? Okay. Um, so we've got all these cults yep. that exist around the vampire birth. You know, for something that never should have happened. A lot of people know about it. This appears to be fairly common knowledge. So how do all these cultists know about it? But Wolferman Hart, with all of its resources, has no idea. No clue. I think maybe yes. like one of the people that they killed at one of those team meetings was like the guy assigned to this and nobody realized. They're like, oops, we forgot to replace Larry. Like, he was in charge we of the scrolls. <laughs> Larry. He was in charge of all the vampire baby Oops. prophecies. So, like, yeah, we kind of fell behind there. Yeah. You know, budget cuts. What are you going to do? HR said like, we couldn't fill the position. And it exactly. <laughs> fell through the cracks. Like, what the hell? I mean, what is that nonsense? I don't know. I mean, every single cult within driving distance of L.A. seems to know about this baby. But nobody else had a clue. And yeah. what, the he- I, what the hell? I don't know. And it wasn't in Wesley's books. Everybody could just, you know, everybody was taken completely by surprise by this. Yeah, thing. it was just ridiculous. Like, like, what is that about? Also, why does Wolfman Hart, with all of their resources and demon connections, not have decent AV equipment? <laughs> How is that a thing? I love. How is that the, like? Oh, we lost oh. audio for a couple of days last week. You know. <laughs> I love that bad technology is your research question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely bad technology is. I mean, I realize, you know, it was 2001. 
like we're not quite where we are now. But still, like if they've got bugs, they've planted this place with video and audio. They're doing transcriptions, the whole thing. Like there is no way that they, you know, are going to like just the feed is going to be cut out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, this is this is Wolferman Hart. Not only do they have the money and the resources for a top-of-the-line everything, they also have magical things yeah. like, that can make everything work better. So that made me crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, but then I did have a serious research question. Oh, yes. With mm-hmm. Sejan. Uh, so- oh, wait. My technology oh. isn't serious. Oh, no. I'm is sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my technology is very serious, I, Kelly. I have a philosophical <laughs> research question. <laughs> All right, thank you. I will thank fully you. honor the importance of the tech. <laughs> <laughs> so with Sajon and Holtz, right? Mm-hmm. It felt like Sajon was offering him a different kind of temptation. Because he mm-hmm. said, I want your word that when the time comes, you will show them no mercy. So mm-hmm. is that because Sajon knew that Darla would be pregnant and Holtz might think twice about staking her? Maybe. Maybe, or is it supposed to be that, you know, we're setting up this, it's going to be cold, it's going to be brutal, you know, yeah. just kind of like amping up the I mean, conflict? because if I, I was know. putting Holtz on contract, it would be, look, I need you to go in, I need you to stake, and I need you to get out. No talking, no torturing, no explanation. Exactly, no... because we know. Yeah. That Holtz was all about the torture. Right. I mean, he sat there with Angel, he could have killed him at any moment. Right. You know? And didn't. didn't. So I'm I'm Mm going to need you to get in and get out and get the job done and save Mm -hmm. the theatrics. But I just wondered, like, because Holtz doesn't know that about Darla, is that going to give him a moment of pause? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But then why didn't Sajan say, you know, she's pregnant. It's a demon demon child. child. We can't let this thing happen because if this thing, like, I mean, Sajan basically can tell Holtz anything, whether he believes it to be true or not, you know, so he can say, you know, there's a demon child. It's going to, you know, be the apocalypse. You have to kill, you know, like why not tell him? Right. Yeah. I don't know. That whole thing was just, it's just weird. It's all weird. It's weird. It's, it's all, it's all really weird. And of course, like, one of the things for me, they go into this hospital, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they get an empty room. Yeah. They steal um, ultrasound equipment. And of course, Wesley. I mean, Wesley has this like traveling expertise, you know, <laughs> like what whatever it is we need in any particular moment. Wesley's your guy. He knows everything. Like, how does he know both how to operate and read an ultrasound because my understanding is is that you need a little expertise and I, I mean didn't didn't you take that class at watcher training school because I did oh right no I guess I guess you prepare <laughs> I mean, for everything it, it's like the boy in Scouts, the world of vampire watching sure <laughs> sure yeah, it's ridiculous it's like if he knows how this kind of thing works, he will obviously know how this kind of thing works. Because Exactly. Because Wesley has traveling expertise. Exactly. Whatever it is we need in that moment, that's the expertise that he right. has. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it absolutely does. Um, you know, and then we've got this this whole transcription. They're like, Oh, well, we lost audio for a couple of days. There's an unidentified pregnant female. Like how long has Darla been there? And- 
I mean, from last week when she came in, right? You know, and now I thought it would was like you know later that Me night. Me too. You know? And how is her face not on? Like, here is a list of key characters that we would like you to watch out for right. while you are spying on this if hotel. This bitch shows up. <laughs> this bitch shows up. Send her to Lila. I mean, if I was Gavin, that's yes. Yeah. What yeah. I'd be doing? Yeah. Like, Gavin, Gavin, especially Gavin, who obviously would be the guy who would be prepared. Right. You know, who would have everything taken care yeah. of because he's a paperwork guy. Because you know guy. he's got an index yeah. in yeah. there. It's like vampire yeah. Carl- comma Darla. Like it's sure. <laughs> the whole thing is of just course. ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so now I'm going to brood. If it wasn't for needing to know why Darla is suddenly in labor in the middle of an alley, (laughs) I would probably have deemed this one a skipper. Um, Aside from that, nothing really happens in this episode that matters or that we, you know, didn't know about before. Like, did I tell you, Kelly, that uh, Angelus and Darla killed Holtz's family and now he wants vengeance? That explains so much. It's a huge surprise. I'm shocked. (laughs) So (laughs) this one is really on the line between a watcher and a skipper, but we deemed it a watcher because we really had no choice. (laughs) 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 All right. So that moves us into our still thirsty segment. Kelly... Is is Wesley's like you know expertise, <laughs> expertise from an ultrasound making you thirsty no. this week? No, not at all. I don't think that anything really was. I'll just say I yeah. I will always love watching Angel and Cordelia spar together. It is really fun. Yeah, but that I no, there's really nothing thirsty about these episodes. Not a lot in these episodes. All right, so what's your favorite part? Oh, Cordelia. Saying, yeah. you want me to protect the vampire bitch who bit me and her evil love child? And then, bam, <laughs> she punches Darla into labor. <laughs> that was awesome. Cordy's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love Cordy. I have to say, I love Fred. Yeah. Fred is delightful in every possible circumstance. I love how impressed she is with all of Wesley's ability to translate scrolls and all of that stuff. I think it's really great. So Fred delights me in these episodes. But aside from Fred, man, there is no. There's really not. So we want to hear about your favorite part and your confusion. And maybe you can make some sense out of this. And if any of y'all know how Darla got pregnant in the first place, please please let us know and (laughs) to join in the discussion on twitter follow lonnie at lonnie dinerich and me at dr kelly jones and use the hashtag still dead for more in-depth discussion visit the chippers forums go to chippers.com click on forum and join in the fun or you can support chippers media to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and discord where you can hang out with me and lonnie and all the chippers patrons who are on the pill we hope Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by Chipperish Media Producer Jonathan. Jonathan supports Chipperish Media at the power producer level and as a reward gets to speak to or worship Master Tarfall by pressing three. <laughs> thank you, Jonathan, and thank you to everyone who supports Chipperish Media and makes all of this possible. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out how you too can become a Still Dead producer. You can also show your support for Still Dead by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a review. That is one of the most effective 
effective ways to show support for your favorite podcast. Or you can use your social media platform of choice to tell your friends because word of mouth is a powerful thing. And to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write five soul reviews, we turn to the Prophecy Scrolls. I'm writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your review and you'll hear your prophecy soon. For Bad Poet... Our favorite Demons, Demons, Demons website has been so successful that it's time for a companion site called Demon Cults, Demon Cults, Demon Cults. <laughs> <laughs> An intern at Wolfram and Hart started a list, but unfortunately he was killed by a competitor in the mailroom. So it is up to you, dear one, to make the most wicked of wicked spreadsheets with sorted columns and a search feature. And maybe if you're really ready to level up in evil, some pivot tables. <laughs> Lila will be checking and then stealing your work, sugar. So you may need to consult with Willow and remember not to hit D for deliver. We are going to leave all forms of delivery to Darla for now. Right. We'll be back next time with two more watchers from season three, episodes nine and 10. Lullaby and Dad. Until then, who is this pirate with a sword and what is he doing in the middle of my operation? <laughs>